Welcome to another episode of the Money and Business Hero podcast, where we talk about the three pillars of financial success, money mindset, money management, and money making. My name is Florian Fritz, and my guest today, Tony Wang, helps spiritual teachers and experts grow their online businesses. He's been building online businesses ever since he was a college student studying chemistry. Afterwards, he became a full-time entrepreneur and ended up building multiple eight-figure digital advertising businesses working with brands like Uber, Lyft, King, HBO, and many, many more. So I'm sure he's got lots of valuable tips to help you grow your business. Welcome to the show, Tony. Thank you, Florian. Pleasure to be here. Great to have you. Now, um, first of all, chemistry students usually don't start uh, advertising businesses. How did that happen? Yeah, yeah, it was either... Um... Uh, once I realized that chemists don't make that much money, I think starting salary is like 40K. I was like, well, I can uh, learn how to make meth and sell it, or I can <laughs> do something else. So, um, so yeah, I, I think I just realized after having an internship uh, at a biotech company that it wasn't for me, that I didn't want to be locked up in a lab for 10 hours a day, working with toxic chemicals, breathing it in. And, um, and yeah, for me, it, it, I just realized, all right, like now I have this degree. I don't really know what I want to do with it. So I don't know, but the one skill or the one thing that I did like about science and chemistry was just the, the testing as aspect of it, the experimentation where, you know, nothing's really set in stone. It's like, we're kind of figuring out how reality is as we go. So, um, so doing chemistry experiments, we never know what the outcome is. It's just like, all right, let's see like what happens. And that's the part I really enjoyed about it. I kind of saw it as a game and then marketing, advertising it's kind of the same way where there's just a lot of testing a lot of uh knowledge from previous experiments uh which are basically just best hypotheses and you really never know what's going to happen so you just have to kind of play around and test and then you either make a, a new breakthrough a discovery or you fail um, but either way you learn something okay interesting uh interesting connection between those two <laughs> And now you were immediately successful and had eight figures in your business, or were there any struggles you had to overcome? There? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, quite a few struggles. So the first one was a health struggle where um, uh, I I was so stressed from working like eight to 10 hours a day, just grinding six, seven days a week, not making much money, just barely enough to cover my rent, my food. Um, that I became so stressed out, I had to go to the hospital. I was uh, I went to the emergency room because uh, I had uh, bleeding in my gut. I was going to the bathroom like 20, 20 times a day. It was it was really bad. I lost like forty pounds, and um, basically I was diagnosed with uh, ulcerative colitis, a uh, inflammatory gut illness that um, they don't really know what the exact cause is, but it's linked to stress, and that made sense because I was just so stressed that my business wasn't going well uh, that I was like. Oh, maybe I made a mistake by diving into this instead of finding a job. Um, so that was the first challenge. But that also taught me a lot about healing, about uh, mindset, and um, really allowed me to resolve a lot of the inner conflicts I had around business, work, and money. And from there, um, I started building more and more successes. Okay, great. So how did you do that? Uh, well, first of all, what was that first business about? What did you do in that first business? Oh, I tried so many things. Uh, I didn't really like think of it as a business at the time. It was just, I wanted to make money online. 
And I was reading like all these internet marketing uh, articles, buying products, watching videos. So I, I let's see what I did. What did I do? Um, I sold. Uh, well, to start, I sold a skateboarding book in college. Um, that was actually uh, that was actually an actual business. It didn't make much money, but I I was able to uh, you know make make some money for tuition and other expenses. Um, by writing a skateboarding guide because I used to be into skateboarding and selling it on online as an ebook. Um, but once I decided to actually make this my full-time job, um, then I started uh, trying all sorts of different things, just like buying stuff, uh, buying like courses and videos. Like I tried uh, flipping websites, uh, doing SEO, uh, doing affiliate blogs, um, selling uh facebook likes and twitter followers like basically everything just like all these little side hustles and nothing really took off um but i was just trying so 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 hard and part of that was because my mindset wasn't there my mindset was just like how can i make money because i need money to survive rather than how can i create something valuable or uh, deliver value so that people want to pay me money for it so that that was a big shift that i had to make early on Okay, I see uh, one of one of the, the the big tips right there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what what changes did you make to make it take off to make it work? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was just doing a lot of inner work, uh, resolving internal conflicts I had around making the amount of money I want. Because I grew up uh, pretty poor. Uh, my family we were immigrants from um, China, and coming over here, uh, my both my parents worked full time uh, to provide for my sister and I. And like growing up, I just didn't really have a lot. Like I didn't have a lot of the toys I wanted. I saw kids with like, you know, new clothes and stuff. And I was getting stuff from yard sales and thrift shops. So I just always had this um, kind of like scarcity, lack mentality. And a lot of it was uh, transcending that. Um, also the idea in, in Asian culture where there's like a, uh, you know, a, a respect for elders, your parents, your grandparents, and there's just this, um, kind of established hierarchy where, um, I just felt like I can never make more money than my dad. Like, you know, like, oh my God, like I, I, I just can't do that. And I think a lot of people share that. Um, so, so it was like, even if I did work really hard and become successful, there's only a threshold that I could pass. You know just all these like mental barriers and blocks so uh it was really working on those uh through some um transformational uh processes that i that i learned um to clear those to shift those beliefs and then basically everything else just kind of became clear after that like oh i just need to do x y and z in order to uh create the business and the life that i want okay so uh Can we go deeper into those processes? Uh, what can you tell people? How can they get rid of their blocks? Where do they find the process or what do they need to do uh, to get rid of those blocks and get more uh, better money and business mindset? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the stuff I learned, it, it was based on a method uh, from this clinical psychologist and spiritual researcher named uh, Zivarad Slavinsky who uh, is Serbian um, on your side of the, the, the world in, in Europe. And he, he basically spent 60 years, 60 years of his life um, uh, learning about how to transform uh, negative states. So every problem that we have in our life is due to a negative state. Like if I think, oh, I don't have enough money, the reason that's 
a problem is because it makes me feel a certain way. It's not really the situation itself. So he found that by um, processing those emotions, those thoughts that we're suppressing because we don't want to feel those states, that we can release them. And once we release them, we have so much more clarity and we can create what we want instead, instead of just compulsively being uh, triggered and uh, reacting to these negative states. So the processes, um, the, the, there's like a lot of specific ones, but the general idea between all of them is basically to trigger whatever makes you uh, feel crappy. So if you're if you're uh, if you want to work on limiting beliefs, you just find a limiting belief, or you find a belief that you have that creates a negative reaction. So let's just say uh, the belief I can't make more money than my dad. So if I think that and I just feel this feeling of um, let's just call it guilt. The goal here is not to change the belief of oh I can make more money than my dad, which is what you know a lot of uh, NLP or just belief changing work does. It's to get rid of that feeling of guilt because that feeling of guilt is what holds that belief in place. So, and that process is basically just allowing yourself to feel that guilt and uh, being aware of the physical sensations, the mental thoughts and images associated with it, and then just staying with it until it's literally gone, until you don't feel guilt anymore. And then you can think that belief, I can't make more money than my dad. And then there's just no reaction, it's just neutral. And then eventually, because you're not thinking about it over and over and you're not contracting every time, it, it just, um, it, it just doesn't bother you anymore. So, so that's the basic idea. There's a lot more detailed, you know, step-by-step -step, uh, complexity to it, but that's the overall framework of how this works. And it, it's really one of the most, um, most transformational, like amazing uh, tools I've ever found in my life. And um, I'm, I, I do coach uh, other um, entre entrepreneurs, business leaders uh, with these methods uh, in, 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 my, in my personal business. Um, just because of how much they've helped me myself. Okay, great. So what was the name of the guy? Dr. Slavinsky. Or sorry, he, he wasn't a doctor. He was a clinical psychologist. So just uh, Zivarad Slavinsky. Slavinsky. Okay, great. Uh, so find Slavinsky on, on Google or whatever, or find Tony if you want more help with this. Now, after working with your uh, mindset and uh, changing that, what's the next steps? How do you build your, what's mistakes people should avoid or most important tips people need to grow their business? Yeah, so I can talk about what I did right and what I wish I could have done differently. Um, so what I, what I think I really did right was really just hone in on one skill and just really try to become the world's best at that skill instead of trying to do everything at once. Because before I was trying to do like web development, design, you know, trying to do everything myself. And then I didn't really have room to have a craft that I would be really good at. Um, so afterwards I decided, okay, I'm just gonna learn copywriting. Because copywriting, it's just selling with words. And it's like a skill where if you can sell, you never have to worry about money again, either in person or uh, on paper. So I decided I would learn copywriting and I bought a lot of the old uh, direct response uh, copywriting books, um, uh, uh, read through books by uh, Gary Halbert, um, John Carlton, uh, those guys, a lot of just the, the legends of direct response and just studied how to craft a persuasive sales message um, and, 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 and yeah, and basically sell anything. So that was the process. I hired some coaches. Uh, it was just a lot of writing 
Um, and eventually I applied that to uh, affiliate marketing um, to sell other people's products. And at first I just saw it away as, okay, this makes me, it makes it easier for me to learn copywriting because I get to just focus on the copy and I don't have to worry about creating a product, customer support and all of that. So it was really good practice um, because you're just focused on one thing and you can really learn learn that skill really well. So that's the the biggest uh, advice I would give is just learn how to do one thing and just become the world's best at it. And then you'll, there's always going to be, as long as that thing is, you know, pe people, uh, pe people want it. It's a valuable service. Um, and, and then you won't have to worry about money because there's going to be demand if you're a world-class. Okay. So get good at one skill. Exactly. And, yeah. And get good at sales. Is that, yeah. I mean, if that, if that, that skill happens to be sales, if that ha skill happens to be sales, then, you know, money's pretty, pretty easy. But even if you're really good at making videos, like content, it, to, in today's, today's day and age, you can start a TikTok channel. You're really good at making content. You build a brand, you get sponsorships, you make money that way too. So I think today there's really a lot more uh, possibilities today. It doesn't have to be, you know, selling or marketing related. Um, but the idea is just a skill that uh, is valuable in developing it. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, get good at one skill, and well, sales is important because sales is in income, right? Exactly. Yeah. What What's uh, other mistakes people should uh, do or like to do? Yeah, I think one mistake that I made uh, because I got so deep into direct response. It kind of tainted my world, my view of marketing. And I just thought that direct response was like, uh, you know, the best thing in the world that all selling should be direct response um, where, you know, you have a benefit driven headline, you get people to read this long sales copy, you get them to take action and then you, you sell them something. I thought like all marketing should be that. I thought people that were companies that did branding Uh, we're just wasting their money because there's no direct return on their advertising spend, like Super Bowl commercials. They're spending like two millions on two million on like an ad, and I don't, I don't, I don't. They can't really track how how they do as a result of their ad. So I just thought, you know, and my scientific mind was just like, yeah, if you can't track it like an experiment, then it's kind of pointless. Um, but now, if I could go back, I would have spent more time building my own brand. Because even though it doesn't pay off the next day, the next week, the next month, over time, you do build more credibility, authority, and audience. And that's what makes things so much easier in the long run than having to do direct sales. Um, so, so that would be one piece of uh, one lesson that um, I would like to impart on, on, on anyone who's listening, who's uh, thinking about building their brand is just start doing it now. Okay, so build a brand and makes makes selling easier, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's just a more long term play. Okay. Now, why do you focus on spiritual inclined people or coaches? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's because when I was doing marketing, I in the past it, it was just you know whoever would pay me the most. Like literally, I had uh, dozens of advertisers who I was doing. Um, Uh, campaigns for, and I would just send traffic to the, the 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 offers that converted the best. So it was very like just optimized for profit, and that's kind of how I had to play it because of how competitive it was. Um, 
So one thing about performance marketing and affiliate marketing is just like the competitive nature of it because people are like, you know, copying my landing pages, competing for the same traffic, like, because nothing is a secret. Like they just see like, oh, I'm using this ad, I'm using this landing page, I'm using this offer. Someone like replicates it. They can replicate it word for word, right? And now I'm competing against them. So really kind of, um, it's really just like ultra competitive. Um, I forget where I was going with that. Um, I completely lost my game of thought. Uh, we were talking about... Why spiritual people? Oh, why spiritual people? Yeah, okay, thank you. Um, yeah, so after doing that for a couple of years, I just realized I didn't like marketing a lot of these a lot of these um you know uh businesses like i just thought they had shady business practices and part of it part sometimes i was like okay i know they're doing something shady but i'm gonna look the other way because i wanted to make money but after a while it was just like you know this isn't aligned with what i wanted to do i don't feel good doing it why am i even putting in this work if like i don't enjoy it um and i just thought like i don't want to do this anymore uh, i i don't want to do it purely for money anymore. So I became more selective with who I wanted to work with. And that's something I probably should have done earlier, but um, but yeah, I mean, that was another lesson. And then, and then at the same time, I got really deep into spirituality myself, um, where I just kind of took some time, it was around COVID, I kind of took some time off, just work completely, uh, paused my business and just focused on my own healing, my own uh, spiritual development and just had such a profound uh, experience with that and you know learn some really cool things that i just felt that in today's world uh post-covid where anxiety is at an all-time high you know politics world tensions all of all of that stuff economic uncertainty people need um to be grounded they need more inner peace more than ever uh even with you know social media consumption just like our, our minds are constantly racing and we kind of lost touch with that side of ourselves that's more than just the mind, more than just the, the material aspect of things. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so now it's just a choice. I, I, I really love how some spiritual teachers have something so valuable to share with the world, but they just don't really know marketing. It just because they don't, it's not their world. And they, they, they just, you know, they're, they're super good at what they're do that at what they do. It's their, their one skill that they've developed. So I'm kind of um, working with them to basically help them, scale their businesses and spread these teachings which could be so transformational to people's lives to more people okay great great well now you are what already said money was more important to you earlier and now it's more about giving value and helping helping people uh so how important is money for you now um i mean it's definitely important i i i don't think you know, it'll ever be not important. I don't think it's like the ultimate point of life, but it, it makes life a lot easier in a lot of ways. Um, but I don't, I'm not as obsessed with it as I was before, where before, you know, I would, I would hear about something that's working for a friend, like a new marketing strategy or a new whatever that's working for someone else, a new business strategy, and then just think like, oh, they're doing that. I got to do that because I want to keep up. So it was this like game of, um chasing money for the sake of money wanting to kind of like uh just like be be on the same level as other people 
feeling like they're better than me and then not uh not not liking that tension and and wanting to like you know work toward and and having that drive me now i don't really care now it's just like I'm, I'm i'm really happy internally and that's all that matters and money for me is a way where i can take care of my needs my family's needs and give to other people and um uh one of the most important things is i can invest it into projects that i really i really i'm really passionate about that i think will uh, benefit other people help out the world so that's that's kind of how i see it now as it's more just energy where i can direct where it goes rather than uh, a source of security and i just need you know as much as possible okay great what's your today what's your purpose for money um it's kind of like all those things i said like yeah. you know it, it's i still need money to put a put a roof over my head obviously but it's just not as a not as a big concern um for me it's more it's a it's a multiplier of what i want to create in the world because if i didn't have money and i wanted to you know start a project it would take a long time to get it to the vision that i have but if i had money it would be able, i would be able to accelerate that and um it's just kind of like a tool to bring something I want into the world. Um, also, obviously, to have experiences, uh, I felt like I've kind of done that in my 20s, so I don't really think about that as much, although I have a, a four-and-a-half-month-old daughter now, and I do think I want to give her the experiences. Um, like, when I was a kid, I couldn't do a lot of hobbies because my family didn't have money, and I want her to be able to do what she wants and uh, have those experiences as a kid, so money is important for me in that sense. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Now, if people would have the, those same options <laughs> to be able to accelerate their projects, help their families, what's your best wealth building tip? How can people achieve that? Yeah, I, I really believe there's an energetic flow to money where it's, um, it's a balance of giving and receiving. And some people, they're good at one thing, but they're not good at the other. Like some people, like uh <laughs> my 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 mom actually i think it's just part of chinese culture like she doesn't like to um she doesn't like to receive sometimes where like she kind of feels like she's in debt if someone like gives her something as a gift or you know she just feels a little like guilty or whatever i think it's just part of chinese culture so it's it's being able to accept receive the flow of money when someone gives you something gives you even a compliment just instead of like oh no 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 being being like humble, rejecting it. Uh, instead of that, just like fully accepting it, thank you, appreciating it. And on the other side, not being too stingy either. Uh, being able to um, generously give money um, without expectations of getting it back. So, so the, the 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 tactical way for that is I have a um, kind of like a, a rule where for every dollar that comes in uh, of business or personal. Um, revenue so not not a uh, gross not net um 10 just goes into a uh an account that i don't touch basically um it's like an investment account it's a savings account um, i just call it my wealth account um 10 goes there and then three percent goes into another account and then that that three <clears> percent <throat> i just i force myself to give it away so basically like donate donating it to causes that i like um or charities or friends or whatever it is just like giving it away so then there's there's like that expectation like this is what the money's for and i don't have to like think about like oh i want uh, you know i don't have to think too much about it um and obviously those percentages can change but that's just what i decided 
Okay, great. I think it's it's great to have these sub accounts and percentages to use. Yeah, it just makes the management easier to grow your wealth and to to give. Absolutely awesome. Thank you so much. Now, did you forget anything? Anything you want to add uh, that people should think about while growing their business? Hmm. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> one thing to think about is just who who are you really serving at the end of the day and making that very specific rather than broad. Because um, <clears throat> the more, and that's why, you know, I can help personal development teachers, um, uh, marketing people, like anyone, but I chose spirituality for a specific reason because when a uh, spirituality teacher sees it, they're going to be like, oh, this is for me rather than, oh, I can help you grow your business. That's such a generic uh, value proposition. Um, so I encourage people, I invite you to, or the listeners to um, just be as specific as possible so that when someone sees this, they're like, oh, this is for me. And that niche should be um, people that you really want to help, that you love working with. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Now, if somebody would like to reach out and work with you or get more information, where can they find you? Yeah. So uh, I'm actually starting a private newsletter um, and it's going to be on my website, tonywang.gg. GG? Yeah. Because tonywang.com was taken. So, and I'm bidding for it right now. So I'm just thinking about alternative in the meantime. Okay. Great. So thank you so much for coming. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And if you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review so that other people can find this podcast and the next episodes. Thank you for coming. See you next time. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thank you, Florian. Thank you so much for listening to the Money and Business Hero podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you got some value from it. Please take a moment to leave a rating or even better, a review. That helps awesome people like you to find the show and me to produce more and even better episodes. And don't forget to subscribe. If you want to get regular free tips, tools, techniques on how to build wealth and financial freedom, or simply how to improve your financial life in all three pillars of financial success, join my free Money Hero Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Money Hero, find the link in the description, or find out more on the website moneyheroacademy.com. See you there.